How has everybody's Father's Day been so far? Good? Not a father. Not a father. Okay. <laughs> Have you rung your father? No, he was asleep. He was asleep. Okay, there you go. When you left home, so yes, it's fair enough. I'm sure he probably didn't want to be woken up by you. So... It is Father's Day. If people have not gathered, it is Father's Day, a celebration that we remember all the good that fathers do and to give thanks for that. I want to share with you, um, there's this little, I was reading and doing some preparation for, for the talk this morning um, about some, some father's experience. And um, I was reading this guy's little experience. He's not, his, his name is Donald Dean. Um, and he's a proud father of three little boys. And if you, if you know what three little boys are like, they can be a handful. And here's what he writes. Becoming a dad is probably the most single greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It's a wonderfully enriching experience that made me a better person overall. But look, I'd be lying if I said parenting was nothing but picture-perfect moments. Like most things in life, fatherhood has its drawbacks. Yes, the good far outweighs the bad, but I, can, but I can gripe at least a little, can't I? And in that spirit, he's going to check out the best and the worst things about being a dad. The best things about being a dad, you'll feel young again because I get to live vicariously through my children. My kids make me feel as though I've taken a, a healthy drink of, from the, the fountain of youth. You can go and do things, except when you get to a particular age and when you go and do the things the kids are doing, you end up hurting yourself. I don't know whether any dad's ever done that. The next thing. Kids think that you know everything until they get older and then they think they know everything. But... Kids wonder and want to know as much as they can. And the writer goes on and says his self-esteem is being bolstered because his young children honestly expect him to know every answer about everything. Dad, how does this work? Why does this happen? And just everything, just wanting to know the answers. He also says it's great being a dad because kids give you a great excuse to go places. To visit places you probably wouldn't have gone, like amusement parks, toy stores, playgrounds, all sorts of fun things. But the worst, he goes on to say. Here are some things that are bad about being a parent, about being a father. It takes so long to get out of the house. After having a child, you'll, you'll start to miss the day when you could just drop everything and just go out the door for whatever reason you wanted. When a little one arrives, you know the feeling. I can see a mum just giggling away there. So You know the feeling. You've got to pack food. You've got to have all the bits and pieces that you need to make sure that your relatively short trip is going to be easy. He goes on and then gripes about the next thing. Kids are expensive. It's amazing how quickly money disappears when you have children. Then he goes on and says illness. It's a grim fact that in life, kids 
will always get sick and bring it home and all of the rest of the house will get sick. And then he goes on and says the final thing that he wants to gripe about being a dad is repetition, repetition, repetition. Kids love repetition because it helps them learn, cause and effect, building memory skills, all those things. Gives them security. But reading the same book, watching the same movie, more than once, more than twice, more than three times, can get a little on your nerves. But he does say going on and being a father, being a parent, is the greatest thing that he loves to do that. I want to share with you some scripture this morning. It's going to come from Mark chapter 1, and I'm going to actually read from verse 9. So we're going to start at verse 9. And it's about Jesus' baptism. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. A nice short little piece of scripture, but really important for us to really delve into. Because on this Father's Day, I want to look at how God the Father validated and gave great worth to his son Jesus. And how that held him in good standing for the temptation which was to come in his life. Now, I'm going to talk about fathers today because I, I get to do this on Father's Day. But it is not just, the things I'm going to say are not just restricted to fathers. I think they're actually, it's really good advice for a lot of people mothers, brothers, sisters. That's not, have we forgotten anybody? I think I've most, covered most people off on that, haven't I? Children, grandparents, whoever it might be. It's good advice for you. But I'm going to talk about fathers. I'm going to use that framework, but if I'm not talking to you at the moment, you're thinking, well, he's talking about dads, I can forget it. Think again, because this is good stuff. If fathers are going to make a difference in the lives of children, they must make their presence felt. They must become heard within their children's life. Children must know the voice of the father. Dads must stay involved. Now, these are really big statements here. But in order for a father to be involved and stay involved in the lives of their children, they must learn to speak and speak well and speak appropriately. You see, just in the scripture passage that we had, that what did God do? God's voice came and spoke spoke into Jesus, spoke of who he was. But we also know that God spoke and the world came into existence. Jesus is referred to as the word who came, became flesh and lived amongst us. So what's so special about a father speaking into the lives of others? Well, a couple of things. 
What's so special? See, life and death are in the power of the words that we use. Every time our Father speaks, He can either speak life or He can either speak death. We can either speak life or we can speak death. But today I want to draw some examples from what our Father said to His Son during the baptism. And I'll put it up on the screen again for you. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. It's short, simple, but full of impact, full of meaning. See, when a father speaks, he communicates a sense of belonging, a sense of a close relationship. Words that send a clear message of approval. When we look at that again, what did God say to his son, to Jesus? My beloved son, the son who I love, who I cherish. These are words that move the heart of a child. Put a smile on the face. Have you ever noticed that when you say, I love you to another person, they tend to light up? Okay, I've got a lot of people just going, I'm not sure about that. I've got some people going, yes, yes, you can, you can, yes. It is important to do that. Especially if somebody is, is down, is feeling, you know, sad, to continually express that love for you. Fathers, it is our responsibility to let our children know that they belong to a family who loves them, who supports them. If God the Father took time out to speak words of approval and belonging to his own divine son, how much more should we do this? in the lives of our children. Because there is healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Why do I say that? Because some of you may be saying, well, my dad wasn't so crash hot. My dad really didn't say very much to me or didn't speak words of hope or was critical or was never there. You know, I'm not going to assume what your relationship with your own father was like or whether you had it that hard moments or whether you're holding bitterness in your life. But I want to say to you that you can receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ even if you are struggling with the fact that your father never showed the love that we are talking about here. But I want to come back to those fathers, to us fathers and to parents, brothers and sisters. If, if we don't Show love, show the approval to those under our care, those we are concerned about. Then people are going to start finding love and approval elsewhere. It's very important within the family that parents speak up, that dads especially speak up and communicate the words that give a sense of belonging to their children.
Secondly, when a father speaks, it conveys to his children that they are, have value, that they have worth, that they are special. In, in, there's, there's three passages that talk exactly the same thing of, of Jesus' baptism. They're found in, in, in Mark 1, verse 11, in Matthew 3, 16 to 17, in Luke 3, 21 to 22. And I'm just going to read you from, from Matthew's gospel here quickly. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment the heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighted on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. If children are going to have and to know that they are important and have worth, these words must come from the Father. It's not, I don't want to belittle or put down anything that, that mothers do. But I want to say that there is an importance about the Father's words saying this. Do you realise there's a large percentage of our population of children in our world, in our current world here, that don't live in the same house as their own, as their father? They're in broken relationships, broken families. We should never let that distance stop a father from being able to speak positive words into their children's lives. Jesus was absent from his father, but he still spoke into his lives. Maybe we should be able to find ways that we can speak into the lives of the children who are hurting, who have lost. As a loving and concerned father, God knew that Jesus was living in a rough world and so he took time to affirm him before he headed out into his missionary endeavours that he was going to do, before he ventured into his ministries. We know what kind of world our children are living in. We know the ups and downs of it. We know the hard times. We know what they're going to encounter. We know the pressures that they're going to be under. So when they're little, start to speak the words of hope into their lives. Start to speak the words that convey value and worth, that they are special. And continue to do that as they get older and older and older. I know I find it really valuable when, I, when I'm on the phone with my dad and he will say words of positive affirmation to me about things. And I know that's very valuable. You see, my dad's older and I'm older and it's still important for us. See, the interesting thing is when we read this scripture, what happens? We see that God affirmed Jesus, his, his one and only son, and following that, he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. See, many voices are going to compete for our children's attention, but they need to hear the loving words of the Father that keep on competing and saying, you are loved, you are cared for, you are valuable, you are special. 
Fathers have that ability to speak into their children's lives because of that. We need to speak words that convey to our children that they are valuable and they are worth and they are special. Thirdly, when, when, when fathers speak, they create in their children a deep sense of confidence. And when they show a, develop that deep sense of confidence, their children are able to display that confidence in their own lives. When children know that we have confidence in their abilities, in who they are and what they are doing, they will try even harder to push even further. When there is no confidence, then there's a lack of motivation to even try at all. When we say that you've done a great job, a good job, well done, I'm proud of you, what does that do? Does that instill confidence within you? Does that keep on bolstering who you are? See, kind and affirming words are great tools in the hands of a dad, in the hands of a father. And when we're careless and not thoughtful of our choice of words, when we strike out in anger, when we discourage our children, when the words that we choose are not carefully chosen to lift themselves up, then our kids will start looking in the wrong places for affirmation rather than at home. We need to be careful not to compare one child with another or one child with another family over here. We need to value our children for who they are and the worth that they can give. Just them. They are beautifully and wonderfully made. We need to be careful not to go, say, say your child comes home with all great marks except in one subject and go, that's fantastic, you've got great marks, but what happened here? We need to be careful not to do that because what happens is that we're not offering that blessing. We're offering a conditional thing. What happened? Don't focus on the negative. Yes, it's important to say you can do better or maybe how can we make it work so that you get a better mark? Don't frame it in the negative. Build and encourage to create the positive. Offer words of blessing within to your children's lives. Speak those words. You know, we, we look through scripture, we see Abraham blesses Isaac with words. Isaac blesses Jacob with words. Jacob blesses the 12 sons, his 12 sons with words. We can see that blessing with words continues on and on and on from father to son, from father to son. Keep on doing that within our lives. See, the thing is, and it's not just fathers that we need to realise this, but the thing is that when we speak, we speak the words over our kids they're out there and we cannot take them back. The words that we say are there and we cannot take them back, whether they be good or bad. So let us get in the habit of making sure our words are a blessing rather than a curse. Make sure our words offer good news and hope and affirmation, even if we must do discipline as well. Balance what we do to build up, not 
to pull down. And fourthly, when a father speaks, he challenges your children to do what is godly and what is right. Because we're the ones who must pass on that spiritual foundation to them. As parents, we must challenge our children. I'm going to do, I'm going to do as parents, we need to do this. But I think there's a special point about fathers doing this. But parents, we must challenge our children to walk in the straight and narrow way. Challenge them to accept faith in God Almighty. Accept the, the beliefs and values and integrate them into their lives. Challenge them to, to model godly behaviour before them. That's what we need to do. We need to be modelling godly behaviour so our children will be able to follow that. We should be challenging ourselves to move to another level of in our praise and worship of God so that our kids will come along and do that as well. You know, I think it's so... You know, when we become reserved, what do our kids do? They become reserved as well. When we are outrageous with our worship, what do our kids do? They see that it's okay to be outrageous with our worship. So when we let loose, when we... are allow God's spirit to work through us, to get involved in the church, to think of things in the matter of God, to cultivate that relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ, then our children will want to follow us. When we read our Bible, when we pray, when we attend church, when we do all these things, our kids will want to follow us. We need to be building this in time and time again. Now, you know why I said that it was important that fathers do this? There's been research around this that when a father comes to, comes to Jesus Christ, places his heart and soul and becomes born again as a believer of Christ, then nine out of ten children of those fathers will actually follow in their dad's footsteps. That's pretty amazing. Nine out of ten children will follow in the footsteps of their fathers when their father makes a commitment for Christ. So I think it's actually really valuable and important, especially in boys. Especially in boys. You know, we want good role models to be able to follow. We want to go, yes, that's a, yeah, I want to live up and be like my dad. So important. Because our children do follow in our footsteps. I'm not saying that mothers' faiths aren't important. Don't, let me, don't ever let me hear you that I'm saying that. It's not. Mothers' faith is really important as well. Because believe it or not, that's the grounding of it. The grounding of the faith comes from the mother. But there's something special about that father that just draws them a little bit further. See, his father, and you know, on a, on a day like today, on Father's Day, this is a challenge for us. A challenge for us to lead our children into making a commitment to follow Jesus Christ. To become a fully devoted disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're just going to pray now. We're going to pray for fathers. We're going to pray especially for fathers today. 
For those that aren't in the faith, that those are just new fathers, for, for those who may be in the faith and are struggling and their kids have gone somewhere else, Lord, we're just going to pray to you now. We're just going to pray for the fathers. I'm going to leave a moment when you can pray for your own father or you can pray for you know, one of your children that may be becoming a father or is a father. Let's just pray together. Pray specifically for the fathers in the world now that they may follow and make a commitment to Christ themselves and be a, make a difference in their children's lives. So let's just pray together. Oh Lord God, we, we know that you spoke into your own son's life and said, I love you. You are my son. I love you. And I am pleased with you. All that you are, all that you are going to be, Lord, this is what we want for our own lives, for the fathers that we know within our lives. We want them to be able to say, I love you, child. You are special. I am pleased with you. All that you do. And Lord, we pray for the fathers today. As they're celebrating, as they're waking up, as kids are getting excited about maybe giving a gift or, or whatever it may be, something special that they've made, something that they've bought, we pray that the greatest gift that they can receive is faith in you, Jesus. We pray they may know that in their lives, that they may come and make a commitment in their lives. We pray for those people, those fathers that are far away from you, O Lord, that they may come close. O Lord, we pray for fathers who have been in the faith for a very long time. We pray that they may continue to stand firm, stand true to their faith, be kind, be gracious, O oh Lord, we also pray in situations where, where there is an absence of a father. Lord, we pray for those that have left and those that remain. We pray for value on those children. But we pray for a change of heart in the father to the attitude to their children. Our Lord, we pray especially for ourselves today. We ask that you continue to guide, to continue to challenge, that we may be the best that we can be, that we may know that you are well pleased with us and we can pass that on 
to the family, to the friends, to the people that we meet, the joy of being loved by our Lord and Saviour. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.